Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And you are listening to episode 97. We're going to start by going straight into our song of the week. Vivian, what have you got this week? So my song of the week this week is called Working for the Knife by Mitski. So... I don't know if you guys know how much I love Mitski. I don't think you do. (laughs) You don't talk about it as often as some of your other favourite artists. Yes, because her last album that came out came out in 2018, which was before the podcast started. That's true, that's true. That's probably the reason why. That's probably why. Um, But the thing is, that album, Be the Cowboy, after she released it, she sort of was like, I'm not going to tour anymore, like, this is a break, like, indefinitely, and a lot of her fans sort of took that as, like, oh, she's probably not going to release music anymore, and for a while, she didn't. Um, I think last year, she released a song for, like, a horror movie, and then she did, like, a collaboration, but this song, Working for the Knife, is her first new solo music in a long time, so I was really excited when she announced it. And when it came out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just everything that Mitski is about. This is just <laughs> so true to her and her and her art and everything that she's put out before. And it's something that I really, really love about her is that she is so brutally honest in her music. And this song, Working for the Knife, is no different because it's sort of talking about how her life is just everything is working for music it's for her art that she puts out and every everything that surrounds it is all because of that and that's all she wants to do but at the same time she's sort of speaking about how much that is bringing her down and how that's really defeating her and it's kind of ironic in a way because it's like she took such a long break yeah yeah and then this is the first song that she releases and it's talking (laughs) about like burnout and that sort of thing but um, I really, really enjoyed it, and in terms of like the sonic elements and everything, very true to Mitski. Um, it's definitely got that iconic, like, sort of hazy, sort of indie vibe that she really sort of rings a lot in her other music. So I'm really excited. If a new album's gonna come out, I will die. <laughs> you get it internally combust, literally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm so happy that she's back releasing music. Yeah, I never knew of Mitski until you talked about her. Yes. Um, but yeah, like this song, like it's not it's not for me. It's not really my in my wheelhouse, yes. I guess. Um, but I definitely appreciate the lyricism and what she's trying to say through the song because I think it's definitely like imp- an important topic that not a lot of artists sort of like explore yeah. a lot. And because, you know, like it is difficult, especially when it's something that, you know, like I think I can't remember who talked about it on their latest album. There was someone who sort of like, I think it was Billie Eilish. She's got a song sort of talking about how like, you know, um, when you get money for like the thing that you love, you kind of tend to lose that initial sort of like you know, inspiration to keep going and you kind of, like, lose that part of yourself. It comes, it just becomes, like, you know, like a money-making machine, which is not great for producing art, I guess. So it's interesting, that sort of topic of conversation. I think it's really quite... But, yeah, the song's not for me, but doesn't mean it's not good. (laughs) No, that's actually a good point (laughs) that you bring up, though. Yeah, like, I think that struggle is something that probably 
many, if not all, successful artists yeah. go through. And like you said, you don't really hear that sort of perspective through their music. So I think it's really cool that like Billie Eilish and now Mitski um, are sort of bringing that to the forefront. But yeah. Yeah, that is my song of the week this week, Working for the Knife by Mitski. Maddie, what is your song of the week? Okay, so guys, I've finally listened to the band Camino's new album. Finally. (laughs) And may I say, it is banger after banger. I'm obsessed (laughs) with it. I knew I was going to love it. I just needed the time to invest in properly absorbing it. And I have now absorbed it and I (laughs) adore it. So (laughs) the song of the week is damage. Um, I think this is probably one of my favorite songs yeah. on the album. I've been listening to it constantly since I actually first listened to the album. Um, and I just really, really like the sort of the topic that they cover in this song. So basically the gist of it is there was this relationship that has not worked out, but, um, you know, the person singing is saying like, I wouldn't change what I went through. Like, I still, you know, like, loved every minute and I would be okay with being, like, the collateral damage for this other person to sort of go and, like, find out things about themselves through that relationship. And they sort of talk about in the chorus, like, you know, um, like, they, they would be, like, the phase that they're going through and that sort of thing. And I think it's really, really cool and... The whole song is just an abs. It just slaps, like just slaps. from from day dot. Like certified I, bop, absolute certified bop. <laughs> I am in love with the percussion. I think the vocals are outstanding, as with any band Camino song. And I'm yeah, I just need to stop talking about it because it's. <laughs> I'm gonna go on forever. <laughs> no, but I would gladly welcome that. Yeah, I know. We um, we might have to do like an album breakdown. Like we oh my god, we should. <laughs> god, would anyone listen to that? Probably not. Look, I love this song. I love this album. I've talked about it enough, but yeah, what I think is really cool about this band and in like specifically this album is something that I've realized is they are so good at transitioning from like chorus into bridge. Like every song. I don't know how they do it. Impeccable. It's impeccable. Like it literally it like it really lifts the song. Like, especially in the song Damage, like there's like a bit of a guitar fill there and a drum fill and it, it kind of, it's very short. Like Yeah, it's not long at all. No. But it just, it really energizes the song and it really lifts it towards such, the end. That is such a good point. A lot of their songs are like that. that just yeah. the energy. Yeah. That it, oh my God, it's just, yeah, next level. I love next it. Next level. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, um, that's my song of the week. <laughs> Damage by the band Camino. Um, and we're going to go into What's Trending. Um, and I'm going to start with an artist who is near and dear to a lot of our hearts, but especially mine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an article from the New York Times written by Joe Cossarelli, and it reads, Adele announces 30, her first album in six years. Almost six years to the day since the release of her previous blockbuster album, Adele will make her long-awaited return to the music industry with a new album on November 19, she announced Wednesday on social media. Titled 30, in line with previous LPs 19, 21 and 25, for the ages Adele was while writing them, the singer, now 33, said in a statement that the album came out of, quote, the most turbulent period of my life. In 2019, 
Adele filed for divorce from her husband of two years, the charity executive Simon Konecki. The couple have a young son. Quote, I've learned a lot of blistering home truths about myself along the way, Adele wrote in her announcement. She compared the music to that friend who, no matter what, checked in on me, even though I'd stopped checking in with them because I'd become so consumed by my own grief. Adding, I've painstakingly rebuilt my house and my heart since then, and this album narrates it. 30 will be preceded on Thursday night, midnight in the United Kingdom, by a single Easy On Me, produced by Greg Kirsten, who collaborated with the singer on Hello, the chart-topping lead song from 25 in 2015. So the article goes on. I'll link it in the description. But Adele's back, and I am my heart is happy again. Yes. <laughs> I feel like everything is right with the world again uh, because Adele is releasing music. I think she's just... Like, this album, I think, is going to be... Like, if a lot of her other ones have been heart-wrenching, but I think this one is going to be, like, a new level of, like, grief and hurt (laughs) and just devastation that's going to rip through my life. And I can't wait because it'll be released, like, a week before my birthday, so I'm going to be depressed. (laughs) (laughs) You're totally depressed, but I'm going to love every second of it. And I think that's the thing that I love about Adele is that she makes being sad so good. Yeah. Feels so good. Well, that's the thing I was going to say. Like, you would just welcome it with open arms. Oh, totally. I love a good cry. Yep. Love a good cry sesh. I've got a playlist dedicated (laughs) to songs that make me cry. So I reckon this whole album's just going to just slot in there very nicely. Yeah. Can't wait for that. (laughs) I mean, I, like, has the song come out? The Yes. I have came out, I think, last, last night, yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. Um, it is just, yeah, peak Adele piano ballad, gorgeous vocals. Like, I think this song is, I've only like briefly listened to it this morning. Um, but it's sort of, you know, this really, um, it's not like as heart wrenching as I thought it would be, but it's kind of, I think it's something along the lines of, you know, like she's gone through all these things and, um, she hasn't had like certain time to like explore certain things and like you know like just go easy on me and Mm. that type of thing so it's really beautiful and like Adele's voice never fails to just like hit all the right notes yeah I mean I I'm not someone who it's funny like I love Adele I love what she's about I love the music that she puts out but there's no sort of album or song of hers that I instantly like latch onto or anything like but I really do love her songwriting and I think the way that she's had her album roll out with all the different ages is just genius and that she's doing it again I think is really really cool um but I cannot believe it's been six years since her last album like I remember when like hello came out yeah and that was like when we were in high school I literally um I say that <laughs> wanting to actually die inside. Um, so, Same. Yeah, really. And then, like, I remember, you know, because I went to her concert at the Gabba. Wow. And that was, that feels like an absolute lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love every second. And <sighs> I just, yeah, I think there's just something about her, I think, that resonates with a lot of people. I think that's why she's just blown up the way that she has. Yeah, and she's just so raw and honest. Like, Oh, yeah. And I think, because um, she did, like, an interview with Vogue, I think, sort of. And it was, like, the first proper interview that she'd done with a journalist since 2016. Yeah. Um, which is 
quite... She's very private. Like, yeah. She's not really on social media. Yeah. Like, there was a whole hoo-ha when she released, like, this video of her after... I'm sorry, not video, photo on Instagram of her after yes. she lost all this weight. And there was, like, an enormous thing about ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Which was, yeah, ridiculous. So stupid. But, yeah, anyway, so... Mm. Can't wait for new Adele music. Um, I'll definitely be reporting on that. Yes. ASAP. When does the album come out again? November 19. That's not even far so away. So it's a month away. <laughs> and I don't have time to mentally prepare. So um, we'll see how much of a mess I am in a month's time. Yes. So, indeed. Vivian, <laughs> what article have you got? Okay, so I have an article here written by Jackson Langford uh, for NME and it says, Billie Eilish adds final dates to Australian and New Zealand leg of happier than ever world tour. So, Billie Eilish has added three more dates to the forthcoming Australian and New Zealand leg of her happier than ever world tour next year. Making the final additions to this leg of the colossal tour, Eilish will now be playing a third show in Auckland and Brisbane and a fourth show in Melbourne during her planned September run of shows. These additions come just a few days after her first expansion to this leg of the tour where she added an extra show to each city she's set to play. Auckland, Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne and Perth. That same day she added a third show in both Sydney and Melbourne. Tickets for these shows go on sale today, which was October 15th, along with the opening of the general sale tickets for all previously announced shows. Eilish previously revealed that she'll be teaming up with environmental non-for-profit Reverb to make the tour climate positive, which a statement says will significantly, which will eliminate significantly more emissions than the tour creates. These shows are the latest additions to Eilish World Tour announced earlier in the year with over 50 dates split between the UK and US throughout the first half of 2022. So she's going to be performing 14 shows in Australia and New Zealand next year, which Which is is mental. Mental. Um, We wanted to bring this up because like we were sort of talking before we started recording about um, Billie Eilish coming to Australia and obviously that's such a big deal. We both love Billie Eilish, but... The fact that she is performing so many shows and she's had to do like three different expansions, just adding, adding yeah. shows. Um, I think first of all is really, really cool. I think it's really cool that because the last time she was here, there was this whole sort of mess with how it was sort of laid out with her performing here. Like in Brisbane, for example, she performed um, at the River Stage, which is a nice venue, but it's a smaller venue. It's a smaller outside venue, I should say. Whereas now she'll be performing um, at the Entertainment Center, which is bigger and everything. But the last time she was here, everyone underestimated just how quickly (laughs) the tickets would sell out. It was a mess. So it's cool that her and her team are really putting in the effort to bring more shows and be more prepared. But then I was also sort of like 14 shows, like back to back, day after day is a lot, especially given the fact that I just said, like, over 50 shows split between the UK and the US in the first half of the year. Like, yeah. she's going to be working non-stop, and that's I, crazy. I applaud her for wanting to actually, first of all, coming out to Australia. Because yes. <laughs> it's not something that is, you know, on a lot of artists' radar at the moment, especially because, you know, COVID, whatever. Mm. But, like, I feel like a lot of international acts don't give Australia the love that we deserve Mm -hmm. Um, because like we're not a small country like I know we're very far away from a lot of things and you know but like at the same time there are there are such dedicated 
musical audiences here and I think that really is not translated in like the way that people come out and want to do shows and Mm. things because like three shows in Brisbane like that's phenomenal phenomenal like normally like we'll get maybe an extended like to two shows for like a big artist or something but three right all after each other like it's yeah so I don't know how she's gonna cope with that many shows in such a short amount of time but Mm. I'm sure I just hope that she looks after herself yeah I mean especially with like the release of um the documentary that she had early in the year like touring isn't easy even though like so many artists love it and they say how much they love it and it's if anything one of the most important parts of their career is performing their songs to the fans but it is it is a lot to take on, especially for someone as young as herself, and that she is a solo artist. Like yep. it is just her on she that stage. She has to be on yeah. for two plus hours, like, and it's just her. Yeah, like there's no like I'm sure there's theatrics, but it's not like she's you know like she's got other people to sort of come in and take the lead and whatever. Mm. Like it's just her on her own for two hours. Like it's just yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And there's a lot to unpack, like, there. But, yeah, like Maddie said, I just hope that she can look after herself. Um, <laughs> you know, because it is a lot to take on. But it's really cool that she's done this for Australia and New Zealand. But, yeah, that brings us to the end of our What's Trending segment. So now we'll go back into our songs. So we'll go into Under a Rock and I will kick us off. So my song for this week is called Meet Me at Our Spot by The Anxiety, who is, like, it's a duo project between Willow Smith and Tyler Cole. Um, so I didn't know that this you was a thing. You truly are <laughs> under a rock with this one. I you? really, really You am. really, really are. Um, so I think I've said it before on the podcast, I'm not on TikTok. I just, I, what, I did try to get on it but then I realized <laughs> how quickly it was to fall down the rabbit it's hole bad. yeah I yeah <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into that Maddie is speaking from experience yeah um so I just came off it and now here and there like my friends will send me videos and I'll think they're really funny but other times I'm like what is going on <laughs> this humor I do not understand yeah but this song Apparently, according to Maddie, is really, really big on TikTok. And I, I had just come across it because another song of theirs called Fight Club came up on my Discover Weekly. And I listened to it and I, it was like this really like thrashy punk rock song as well, which I was oh, like... Oh, okay. Very different from this one. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, this is really cool. And I listened... They released an album last year in March in 2020. So I listened to that, really loved it, and I came across this song. And I just thought it was so interesting because it was so different. It's so chilled. It's so toned down. Like, there's no sort of big moment or anything. It's really just focusing, I think, on the atmosphere. Just catching vibes. Catching vibes, really. Catching vibes here, there, and everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think it's really cool. Like, Willow Smith, I think, over the past couple of years has really come into her own. Oh, yeah. And sort of hearing her, like, you know, we talked about her recently with her, like, punk rock side and everything like that. But the fact that she's doing this, I think, is also really, really cool. And her vocals in this song, I really enjoy. Like, yeah. she's got such an interesting voice and it's so emotive. Like, Yeah, definitely. Um, And Tyler Cole as well, he sounds really, really good as well. And, yeah, I just, I thought this is such an interesting song and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think recently, like, 
for myself at least, I think I've definitely underestimated how versatile an artist Willow mm. can be. Yeah. And, like, seeing all of this stuff with, I think she, like, played with her mum's old yes. band and doing, like, a lot of punk stuff and then and then this and then from, you know, like, her stuff years and years ago when she was really little. Like, it's crazy how much she's grown and sort of, like, matured and found, like, her sound and her voice. And I think, yeah, like, it's really, really interesting to see what she's doing at the moment because she's doing, like, a great job. But this song, yeah, like, <laughs> Vivian was like... Okay, so there's this song called, like, Meet Me at Our Spot. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I started singing it a bit. She's like, oh, you know it? And I'm like, yeah, it's all over TikTok. Like, the eight-second clip of, like, the first part of the chorus, there is over 269,000 videos using that sound on TikTok. Like, it's gone absolutely mental. And that's just the actual sound itself, not to mention all the people who are, like, doing covers of it or... Like, you know, making all of these other videos of, like, themselves singing it and doing all of these really stupid videos with it. Because it's just, yeah, it's absolutely gone bonkers, to be quite honest. Um, Because it's a good song, though. Like, Mm. that's the thing. Like, it's an actually quite good song. And a lot of things that kind of go viral on TikTok have varying levels of decency when it comes to... to the actual song but this one i'll make an exception i think it's a really really good and yeah just willow and tyler's vocals are really really good i quite like it yeah and i'm i'm so glad that you like it as well because i don't know i was kind of like i don't know if this was like this is maddie's style like you know it's kind of like with willow like it's it's just you don't really know what you're gonna get yeah um (laughs) which is a cool thing and yeah so it's awesome that like it's really sort of I saw like on Spotify it has like over 120 million streams which is insane but yeah, yeah uh, the power of TikTok that's right mm. <laughs> it's done wonders for Doja Cat and yep. then <laughs> wonders for Willow Smith I think <laughs> throw back to one of our like earliest oh yeah <laughs> yeah um, so yeah that is my under a rock for this week meet me at our spot the anxiety uh, Manny over to you okay my under a rock this week is called. Hourglass by James Vickery and Baby Tate. Um, so I had recently come across a couple of James Vickery songs um, and I really, really liked them. Um, but this one kind of like stood out to me and I really, really enjoy his vocals for one are really interesting because they're very, he's got like a really kind of unique tone to his voice. It's quite like he sings in his falsetto a lot. Mm. which is great love it beautiful um and it's also like very very breathy um and that goes very very well with the very padded and kind of like i don't know how to describe it the production on this song is like phenomenal Mm. it's so so well done and it's just like this kind of wall of like breathy sound noise synths it's just kind of all there and it's really really soft but it's also it feels really full at the same time too Mm. probably because there's so many layers of who knows what like whoever (laughs) produced this song i think put in a fantastic job Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's really really amazing um and then Further through the song, we get a feature from Baby Tate, or Young Baby Tate. I think she must have changed her name, because that's... Yeah. Anyway, it's different in both contexts. Um, so, <laughs> I, yeah, again, had never heard of her before. Um, but she brings this really um, 
like soulful sort of element to the rest of the song because it's at, like it's still very very pared back and really toned down but she sort of brings this new like new element to it and sort of shakes it up a little bit and then towards the end it just builds really really well and mm. and it just yeah it feels so nice to listen to I love it yeah like the the first thing that really caught my attention was the production in this song like I'm a huge fan of like when synths and that sort of stuff is used in this really compressed way where like everything it's kind of like if you imagine like you're underwater and you're yeah and you that's just so good yeah you hear like all these sort of it's almost like a muffled sound but it's still really clear and it's still really full I just I love that sound I love that effect and like Maddie said it is very much like sort of the juxtaposition between that and the vocals like it's just a glorious time really yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially if you're really sort of into like music and music production and how everything works like I think you'll really love listening to this song because yeah. it just brings so many different elements but yeah and I it had just a blast. it just melds together really well too yeah. like it all just kind of feels like it's this just cohesive like thing and everything just kind of like interlocks and it just yeah fits really really nicely it's this gorgeous musical layer of like puzzle thing anyway <laughs> it's good i really like it listen to it please um it is hourglass by james vickery featuring baby tate um so that was my under a rock and we'll head into our last segment for the episode which is caught my ear um and i'll start off with mine and it is stan walker's te arohanui I hope I said that right. Probably not. I think you did well. I think I did an okay job of pronouncing um, Maldi. So, yeah. So, this song is fantastic. I absolutely love it. So, some context. Stan Walker has released um, a new album last month. And all I think most of it, if not all of it, um, is sung in Te Reo Maldi. So, that's like the... um, indigenous language of New Zealand if you're not aware um and it is just phenomenal this song is really really powerful and just it's so strong and I think the reason for that is just the way that um it's been structured so pretty much the song is vocals um it's got this really gorgeous um choir backing throughout most of it like Stan sings like the first part by himself um and then this choir comes in and then there's like horns I think backing through a lot of it as well um it's mainly like horns and I think there's like a timpani and like cymbals it's very much like this really strong powerful like it's not it's not like a flowy kind of thing everything's very like um it hits Mm. really hard and there's not a lot of like backing music it's all just like really strong like it's a very like chordal song yeah it's yeah it's phenomenal and there's a lot of belting and there's a lot of beautiful like harmonic progressions and like there are these like timpani hits on like the really really hard beats and it's just the whole thing's in Maori and it's just like beautiful to listen to. I absolutely adore it. I think it's great. Yeah, this guy's 
This was something I honestly had never experienced before listening to this. And I know that sounds really dramatic, but trust me. It's a dramatic song. It, it is. It's very dramatic. Um, yeah, like the places this song goes is so interesting. And the, the reason why I think it's so fascinating is it really does so much with so little. And by so little, I mean it's quite minimalistic. Like yeah. Maddie just said, it's not sort of held up by a lot of these sonic sonic elements it's very much just like here are the vocals yeah a couple of horns and then some timpani hits here and there but it's just so powerful like you said like yeah and it's it's just incredible to hear stan walker in this context because you know like what was he on was it australian Australian idol Idol. yeah which was a long time ago that he was on and you know sort of coming off of that like i hadn't really listened to him much i think he did bring me a song on the podcast yeah before. i've done i think i've done a couple yeah yeah and that was all i really had heard from him but listening to this i just i just feel like i can sense he really feels comfortable here and this is where he needs to be and yeah. i love hearing that when like you can just sort of hear the confidence oozing out of him when he performs this song and it's just it's beautiful honestly yeah i think recently he's really gotten in touch with a lot of his like cultural heritage and um mm. you know like because there's been a lot of like he's still done recently like not on this album but previous sort of singles that he's released have been like more towards his sort of like pop mm. um beginnings but there's been like say in the music videos there's been a lot of um imagery to do with like multi-culture and um, cause it's a very important part of who Stan is um and yeah like it's very sort of close to his heart and he's done a lot with that recently and I think releasing this whole album in Māori is like really really beautiful because I I have always been like hesitant to listen to music that isn't in English Mm. because I've been like oh like because I'm very much like a lyric person yeah and I really do like attach myself to that sort of thing but recently I've been a lot more open to listening to music that isn't in English and for one I think this one is just gorgeous and like a couple of I haven't listened to the whole album but um I've listened to a couple of other songs and they're still like beautiful mm. even though I can't understand anything he's saying oh 100%. I think it's like fabulous and just his voice and the whole thing is just like an amazingly dramatic and just yeah it kind of like hits you in the face and like mm. in the chest and kind yes. of really like gets you when you listen to it and i listened to it with headphones and that just like, kind of like blew my mind i was like oh my god there's so much more here but yeah it's beautiful i love it i can't wait to listen to the rest of the album i'm gonna add that to my bloody list that's getting longer and longer <laughs> um but yeah so that was my caught my ear this week Te Arohanui by Stan Walker. Vivian, what's your song this week? So my Caught My Ear this week is called Everything I'm Missing by Marion Hill and Clear Eyes. So I've spoken about Marion Hill many times. <laughs> at length. Um, at length. Uh, I think I have brought like a Clear Eyes it's song. It's been a podcast. while though. Like it's been a significant amount of time. It's been a bit of time. about Marion Hill. Yeah. Um, so Marion Hill, they're two people... Um, you've got Samantha on vocals and Jeremy, I think is his name, on like the production side of things. But Clear Eyes is just Jeremy. It's just his solo project. And um, I think he released 
I think I brought his like one of his songs early in the podcast. Um, he did like a one-off with a couple of other people, and now this is sort of like him leading into like an album. He announced that this is like going to be the album run. So, and in like a really nice Instagram post, he was sort of like, I thought it'd be really fitting to like work with my longest collaborator, which is obviously Marion Hill because it's the two of them. So this is the song that they came out with, and I was just floored by it. Um. I've always spoken about Marion Hill and the way that they produce, like, the way that he plays with production is so fascinating. It's so unique. And he really just, it just tries so many different things. And for a lot of the time, it works, in my opinion. And with this song in particular, it's quite a contrast to what you expect from Marion Hill, because... Marion Hill is very sort of bouncy. It's very sultry. Like it, it, it's very much stuff that you hear like maybe in the club and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. whereas Clear Eyes is this sort of chill production vibe, and it's so different. And this song, especially, what he does is really interesting. He just takes this really gorgeous guitar loop and he just plays it over and over and it's so fascinating it's so delicate but it's sort of like the the foundation for this entire song and it's just gorgeous like i was just in awe listening to this cuz i was like oh this guitar lick is so pretty <laughs> and just hearing it over and over again i was like yep this is every it. time there's like an acoustic like <laughs> finger picking guitar lick anywhere in a song i'm like okay i have to show this to vivian yes it's just oh just it's i don't know it just hits me hits me hard but yeah uh, i'm such a fan and i'm really really interested to see like how he sort of goes with his album and it i'm assuming it'll still sort of be down this sort of chill vibe which i'm a huge fan of yeah, I mean, uh, when you said that you were going to play a Marion Hill song, I was, like, prepared for this, like, techno, like, <laughs> you know, really hardcore production with, like, a lot going on. And and then this little acoustic guitar thing starts playing, and I was, like, shocked. I was yep. like, oh, my God, like, what is this? And I was kind of, like, waiting for more stuff to pile in, but it never does. It no. kind of, it's very, it's a very static sort of song it's yeah it's not over the top in any way shape or form and like i think it's very even the vocals are Mm. very much like restricted to a very like sort of short range of notes and there's not really like a lot going on and it does have a tendency just for me personally to get a little bit boring but that's not like it's still like every time you hear that guitar lick though it kind of like brings you back in because it's very intricate and Mm. there's a lot a lot of notes in a short amount of time um but yeah it was really interesting to see how they can go from their like peak marion hill to then this it's yeah Yeah. very, very stark contrast oh for sure and yeah like i think it'll be interesting to see who sort of gravitates towards this because Mm. like i i love both styles and i think they execute it really well, but it'll be interesting to see sort of like who likes the sort of chill vibe from Clear Eyes. But uh, yeah, that is my caught my ear from this week. Everything I'm missing by Marion Hill and Clear Eyes. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, we covered a lot this week. We I did, think. we did. Um, in there. For sure. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Castbox, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on all of our social media channels at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can send us your recommendations there, guys. We haven't had one in 
quite a while. Um, we've been off for like two weeks doing various things and whatnot. So yes. we're keen to get back into it. So send us what you're listening to this month. There's been a lot of new music. So, so we're keen to hear what you guys are listening to. Um, and we're keen to react to it. And we're also... We would love to hear what you guys think about our songs that we brought up this week. Um, if you are also under a rock and have never heard of Meet Me at Our Spot like Vivian did, let me know. Because um, I thought it was pretty... Or if you'd like to shame me. Or you... <laughs> Feel free. That is also a very valid point. Please shame Vivian in the comments. Anyway. <laughs> We'd love to hear your recommendations. Uh, but you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. See you guys. Bye.